Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. To summarize that, we could say, Lord, save me from myself and save me from the power of evil. We'll start with the first. In James chapter 1, 13 through 14, James writes, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when, by his own evil desire, he is dragged away and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Though God has given us a competing righteous nature to oppose our original nature, one of our worst enemies remains, our flesh, ego, and sinful cravings. We should pray and also remain cautious about the power of our old nature to run toward temptation. We're going to look at another scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Twelve through thirteen, when Paul writes, So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has seized you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. So we also see in this scripture that God will always provide a way to stand firm against temptation. So the first question is, are you trustworthy and strong enough to be left alone? Or do you need God's constant supervision and leading, especially when it comes to your temptations? The next question is, given these scriptures, why is our flesh one of the worst enemies we have? We now look at the second part of that prayer, not Lord, uh, lead us not into temptation, but also deliver us from the evil one. And we're going to turn to Revelation chapter 12, verses 10 through 17. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God, the authority of his Christ, for the accuser of our brothers, who accuses them before God day and night, has been hurled down. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore, rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury, because he knows that his time is short." When the dragon, who's the devil, saw that he had been hurled down to earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. The woman was given the two wings of a great eagle so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the desert, where she would be taken care of for a time, times, and half a time, out of the serpent's reach. Then from his mouth the serpent spewed water like a river to overtake the woman and to sweep her away with a torrent. But the earth helped the woman by opening its mouth and swallowing the river that the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. 
Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to make war against the rest of her offspring, those who obey God's commandments and hold to the testimony of Jesus. According to this scripture, we see that the evil one cannot harm God, nor the true faith, and so at the end he decides to attack the saints, all the people who believe in the gospel. First he tries to entice us with the world's comforts, then he sows false teaching into God's church, and finally, if all else fails, he openly threatens and attacks the saints. I want to review those for a minute because That's what we see happen across history is the first is that he tries to make the church enticed by how comfortable it is to not be a Christian, that we uh, won't carry our cross, that as soon as it gets hard, we walk away from the faith. And there's a saying that says he actually gets more mileage out of comfort than pain. He likes to uh, bring false comfort to the church to to tempt us away from uh, walking with Christ. And then the second attack is he sows false teaching into the church. Almost every epistle, every letter that's written in the New Testament was written out of uh, concern for false teaching, that from the beginning of the church there have been forces at work to insert uh, uh, bad things, uh, things that aren't true, things that go God's word. And God's mercy is constantly working to um, purify the church so that we have a, a, a biblical understanding of the truth. And the last thing is if the devil can't uh, entice the church to be like the world, and if he can't win by sowing lies into the church, that's when open threats and attacks will happen on the saints, which we have seen historically. The third question I've got is, unseen spiritual realities are often under or over emphasized in the church. What place does this, the concern of personified evil, like Satan, demons, etc., have in your Christian walk? This is a pastoral observation uh, that I've seen over the few years I've been in ministry. But God has three enemies, our flesh, the world, and the devil. And sometimes they work in concert. We also know that nothing can separate us from God's love, according to Romans 8, 38, 39. So when attacks come, we know that one of the devil's goals is to isolate a saint from the herd. And if you've ever experienced what you feel was, was an attack, you may have gone through that pressure to feel like you're driven away from your brothers and sisters in Christ, or even that you feel ashamed at what you're going through. Therefore, as much as God protects us, God also helps the attacked saint in choosing to draw near to holy things like prayer, fellowship, worship, and the gospel. Even the allowance of God's uh, the allowance of dark times ultimately will produce a glory achieved when we withstand an attack by the grace of God. And so the discipline that Jesus teaches us here, the new part of the Lord's prayer is first to ask God to make you intolerant of your flesh and its cravings towards sin and that you would escape the grasp of death. That's the part that says, lead us not into temptation. And the second part is to thank God for his protection and his deliverance from evil and to continue to pray, deliver us from the evil one. 